happened every Monday during the NFL season. Get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zodi from the Panthers Radio Network joins the PMAC. Hey, I'm Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Baby bet, ayy, Cobra X, ayy, couple Grammys on him, couple plaques, ayy, that's a fat, ayy, throw it back, ayy, throw it back, ayy, and this one is for the champion. Straight up 5 o'clock on a Friday, that's right, a real genuine article here, none of that allegation crap. All right, uh, welcome in, everybody. Chilly, uh, very fall-like uh, Friday. Meaningful football in November. Mike Houston talks about that. ECU back on the uh, hardwood tonight. You'll hear that game over on 107.9 WNCT coming up uh, this evening at uh, 7.30. 7 o'clock will be the uh, pregame airtime as they will take on, uh, well, ECU after a really gallant effort against uh, – against Oklahoma. I mean, you're down a possession with 22 ticks remaining. That was anybody's game. And you had a great chance to win uh, that one. But uh, did uh, did not happen. Pirates were also playing without uh, Winston Tabs, who, again, uh, unavailable. And I was told not on this trip. Learned that today. So uh, no word. And, and right now, things have kind of con- gone mum on the Winston Tabs uh, front you know, as far as uh, will we see him? When will we see him? When will he be available? When will he be healthy? What's going on? So that is uh, a little bit concerning, but hey, we'll see how it all shakes out eventually uh, here. Uh, so that's what's going on uh, on that front. Uh, Cam Newton and probably the worst kept uh, secret in uh, the NFL has been named the uh, starter officially by Matt Rule, which makes all the sense in the world for uh, Saturday, Sunday against the Washington football team. Not only uh, is Cam back in Charlotte for his first game in a couple of seasons, but uh, so is Ron Rivera. This is what he had to say this week about uh, Cam Newton uh, re-signing with the Panthers. You know, the thing I always remember, too, is he hated to lose more than anybody I've ever been around. You know, after the 2015 Super Bowl, you know, you don't realize, you know, that they, 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 they call him a sore loser. Well, he is because he wants to win. So we'll see how it all shakes out uh, this uh, weekend. You've got that game that'll air on uh, Talk 1037 WTIB. So uh, that is what is uh, happening on a Sunday at 1 o'clock. Should be a, uh, an interesting one. Should be a good one between uh, those two as uh, we'll have uh, coverage for you on Eastern Carolina's home for the Panthers, 94-3 the game. Uh, the I'm just reading an anonymous text message there. Funny, funny, funny. You know who you are. All right. Um, we've also got uh, coming up uh, tonight, Rose Football, and uh, we'll have that game for you. They're down at Fayetteville 71st. Our guy, Scotty Rogers, got released from the hospital yesterday, by all accounts. And uh, Scooter was set to go and call the game tonight. Croft Massey had a conflict and couldn't make it. And uh, I think we're going to have uh, we're gonna have it covered with commentary tonight. But unfortunately, Scooter uh, uh, couldn't go. So Clay Medlin 
uh, the Rose AD will be handling those duties tonight. Uh, so, Philip, are you ready for uh, maybe uh, if if those guys, you know, I, I have all the confidence they'll figure it out. But you know, <laughs> they're novices at this, and God forbid we have a technical snafu. Uh, it'll be like the old days of minor league baseball on radio. You might have to be like uh, reading the play by play off text off Max Preps or something, and reliving it on the radio. Are you ready for that? Got to do what you got to do. Okay. I love the confidence. Uh, anyway, this is Will Bland. And yes, 71st is undefeated. And yes, 71st is pretty good. But uh, he says, do not underestimate Roja. We played one of the best conferences out there um, against New Bern, Havelock, Jacksonville, East of them, all playoffs contenders. Uh, we just got to go out there. Um, you know, when we, if we get behind, that we just got to keep fighting. And then eventually good things happen. There you go. Good things will happen if you keep fighting. Rose has had to come back a couple of times in these playoffs. So, hey, uh, good luck to the Rampants tonight. That'll be heard here uh, on 94.3 The Game at 7 o'clock. All of the other teams we cover uh, are uh, no longer available. Ben will are no longer playing. Ben will have an update. Uh, bottom of the hour, uh, thereabouts, on what is going on with uh, – the playoffs tonight is uh, kind of run through the local teams that are still around. All right. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be talking to Kevin Monroe next segment. Get Camo's thoughts on the uh, Navy matchup with ECU tomorrow. Uh, that is coming up in a few minutes. And uh, later on, Cy Seymour. He actually made the trip down to the Myrtle Beach area uh, as a fan. How about that? So Cy will be with us to uh, give us his thoughts on uh, ECU basketball from last night. By the way, ECU will play Old Dominion tonight. ODU got uh, drilled. I guess Larry Joe Bird maybe has more eligibility. Uh, Indiana State hammered the Monarchs 77-36. It's virtually impossible in modern-day college basketball to score 36 points in a game. Uh, But that's what ODU did last night. I was glancing at their box score today for a brief moment this afternoon. And like their leading score had seven. I that's I mean that's like JV high school basketball box score and points there. Wow. All right, uh, let's get ready for today's pirate report. Uh, we got some comments from Mike Houston ahead of the matchup against Navy. Hit it. And now Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, ninety four three, the game. Brought to you by Pitt Greenville Airport, convenient and comfortable to Charlotte and then anywhere on the globe. By Texas Roadhouse at Greenville, named number one Texas Roadhouse in the nation with legendary food and service. Also brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. They believe insurance is more than a product. It's a service. Local agents right here in your backyard and by... Greenville Pathology, we are part of the local community. Greenville Pathology, we don't see a specimen, we see you. All right, uh, Mike Houston says, hey, it's fun. We're playing some meaningful football in November. I mean, you're going late November to Navy with a lot riding on it. I mean, that's that's what you want. I mean, that's what our fan base wants. That's what we all want. And it's, uh, I mean, it's that's pretty special. I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, that's. Big change from 2019, no doubt. Yeah, undoubtedly it is. Uh, Mike Houston does know that the Pirates will have their work cut out for them. Well, we got our work cut out for us. I mean, in my, in my opinion, this is going to be our toughest road game of the year. It's uh, you're going you're going to play a very good very good football team with a veteran coach that's won a ton of games. Um, 
we're facing one of the better defenses we faced all year. You know, triple option offense. Uh, they're very good on special teams. I just think, you know, we 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 we're going to play just as well as we played all year in order to have a chance to get the win. So it's uh, you know a lot of urgency at practice. Um, you know, just uh, you know we just got to understand what we're, what we're going into up there. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a challenging environment. Ken Niamatololo is uh, a guy that has been at Navy for quite a while, and according to Coach Houston, he has adapted. Uh, he adapts to his personnel that he has in a given year. Well, the first first drive of the game against Memphis was 21 plays. You know, uh, the the thing I think that uh, Ken has done up there, and he and I mean he's won consistently year in year out. Is he adapts his his variation of the offense to the personnel he has. So, yes, personnel is different than it was in 19. But, you know, he's been successful with his offense this year by, you know, adapting his scheme. And I think, you know, they have the ability to sit there and four yards you to death. Uh, and, you know, nobody has really, you know, slowed them down in the last, you know, month and a half. I mean, it's, like I said, you know, you look at the beginning of the year and you look at them now, it's two different ball teams. And uh, Mike Houston talks about how the Pirates' depth up front, you know, ECU still plays a lot of guys along that defensive front will help in a game against Navy? Well, it'll help. It'll help Saturday, especially especially with the depth that we have up front on the defensive line, you know, because we're going to have to try to match their physicality, and uh, and that's going to take a, a, that takes a lot off of you. And I just remember that first year, I mean, I don't I don't know we sub much. I mean, we, we might have played 12 guys on defense against them in 19. You know, Saturday we're going to play 20-plus you know, guys, uh, and so we should be able to be fresh late in the ball game, and it's – it's going to be a game where we're going to have to be fresh late in the ballgame. All right, uh, today's Pirate Report. Tomorrow we'll be on the air at high noon. We'll hear more from Coach Houston. We'll hear from the coordinators, hear from Pirate players, hear from uh, Ken Niamatololo, easy for me to say. And uh, we'll also hear from uh, others uh, that uh, are a big part of uh, the Pirate Game Day experience tomorrow. Join Terrence Copper and myself. We will be uh, on the air uh, coming your way with uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown at uh, noon tomorrow f- until 2.30. It is for uh, Bush Light, and uh, we'll be bringing it to you uh, tomorrow on uh, 94.3 The Game uh, as we're in another year of uh, covering Pirate football. And it is fun to uh, have uh, meaningful football being played uh, this time of year really is all right uh grab a break we'll come back we'll get some of the thoughts of this uh, matchup from kevin monroe the uh analyst for ecu basketball on uh the pirate sports uh network and uh we will grab a uh, break uh and uh when we come back we will be with you Uh, with Kevin Monroe here on the uh, flagship of the Pirates, 94.3, the game in the home of the Patrick Johnson Show. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of Pirate Basketball, 94.3, the game. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, 
our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. For a casual and relaxing dining experience, look no further than Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. Locally owned and operated by David and Kelly Munoz, Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern offers a wide variety of appetizers, soups, salads, and entrees with specialty mixed drinks and a great selection of craft beers. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 4 until 10, or call 227-4399. Main and Mill Oyster Bar and Tavern in downtown Winterville. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the North Carolina Army National Guard. Aired by the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters and this station. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. Pirate football coming your way, and it is ECU and Navy. Big matchup in Annapolis. Uh, that has been a house of horrors for the Pirates, although although the uh, lone win in the series for ECU actually came in Annapolis all those years ago. Kevin Monroe, analyst on the Pirate Sports Network for Learfield and the football broadcast, joining us uh, again here on the program as uh, we talk ECU football. Uh, Kevin a little little Steve Logan channeled in Memphis last week, right? Yeah, how about that? Winning on the last play, right? That's uh, that's what he preached for years and years and years, and uh, we all hated it because you know at that time we were a pretty good program, and we we were like, why can't we go and blow people out? Why does everything have to be close? <laughs> well, look if you're if you're Memphis, I mean that had to be 
a baffling decision to, to the Memphis fan base. What were you thinking out of that timeout? And I understand the Mike Houston timeout. I, you know, I get it. I, I don't know if that necessarily uh, helped feed the decision for Memphis or not, but uh, it looked like they were going to kick, and then after the timeout, they sent the offense back out. I just thought, I mean, did they get confused? I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting call. I, I thought it was interesting as well. Uh, I don't think there's any way you go for two there. You're at home. You fought all game long. Obviously, you've you've been outplayed. Uh, you know, if this if this other team, this pirate team, could have converted just one or two times in the red zone for six, this game's not even in question right now. And so you've you've uh, you managed to maintain very little time of possession. You can't stop the other team's offense. Like tie this game up and give yourself a chance. Going for two, and, and you know what? Every, everything I just said could be an argument for going for two and trying to win it right now because we, you you feel like you can't uh, figure this team out. So you can look at it both ways, but if I'm the coach, I'm definitely kicking it. Well, it's just unusual because from there on out, you were going to have to go for two anyway. Yeah. And if you were inevitably, go- inevitably going to have to do that, give your defense a chance to, you know, maybe have ECU not convert or turn it over. I mean, we saw that in over in an overtime game already this year. So, uh, you know, give yourself that chance. But, again, uh, Pirates are the better for it. Bowl eligible. Uh, Kevin, was there a, a pretty celebratory mood, I have to imagine, on the flight back? You know what? It was, it was, really, it, it was relatively subdued. I didn't think it would be so subdued, but it, it was. Uh, certainly, they got their, their, uh, their celebrations in the locker room. That's generally what they do. Um, and come together as a group and uh, chant and sing and dance and all that stuff. But on the plane, it was it was relatively normal. But uh, certainly, guys were happy. Uh, there was tons of fans there to meet the team. Um, we landed in Greenville, uh, so that was cool. I can remember back to 1996 when we beat um, Miami in the Orange Bowl, um, and uh, that you know, it turned out to be a really good season. I think we were we went eight and three and didn't get a bowl invite. Can you imagine that these days? But uh, <laughs> we 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 came back after the uh, after we beat Miami, and I bet you there was anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred fifty people in the in the uh, in the airport. And the, the the East Carolina band was playing. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy scene, crazy yeah. scene you've ever seen. So it wasn't quite that. Uh, but it was it was fun to see the fans excited about the team and the win and, uh, and get boiled. Uh Pirates Navy coming up, and the Pirates, after clinching a uh, bowl game last week and doing so in epic fashion, will uh, see how they handle the triple option with Navy. That's always the, the, the key, is it not? How do you handle this triple option? Uh, Pirates seem to do a better job of that last year with Blake Harrell in there defensively. They have worked on it a little bit uh, each week leading up to this and obviously have spent this week in full Navy prep mode. How do you see CU's defense, which has been so opportunistic and aggressive, uh, dealing with having to play assignment football this weekend? Well, I'll tell you the one thing that's, you know, in those years where the Pirates have had 70 put up on and 50-plus and 60-plus, 50 and it's been the, the play of the quarterback at Navy. And we've seen over the last decade or more, we've seen a couple of the best quarterbacks that in that school's history. And they, they don't have that right this second. I think this, this Ty Lavatai kid is a good player. I mean, you know, he's currently leading the team in, in touchdowns rushed. Uh, and he's one of the leading rushers. So he, he's a good player. 
he's just not quite there yet. And uh, and they're only scoring you know about 16, 17 points a game, not putting up the type of yards that they have in the past. And so I feel much better knowing that um, because this Blake Carroll defense is playing very well. But what we're what we're doing right now is we're hustling to the football and we're playing with effort and intensity. That doesn't necessarily matter when you play Navy. When you play Navy, it's more about responsibility and alignment and assignment, right? So you can be the, the most hustling defense you know you want, and if everybody's hustling after the dive man, the pitch man's got it. That doesn't matter, right? So you you have to play assignment football. You have to know what you're doing, know where you're supposed to be. So you know, I pray that they have been coached up well and that they they'll be ready for that. Um, but it's it's going to be tough, and especially early on, it just takes some getting used to. I don't care how much you practice it until you get going full speed and you got those offensive linemen cutting your defensive linemen down and the receivers cutting your DBs down and you're trying to get to make a tackle. It, it's hard. I mean, I faced it every year going against Army yeah. when I played. And so I, I know how hard it is. So I feel I feel pretty good about it. And, I, and, I, and I'm happier knowing that this isn't the same Navy offense that we've seen in the past. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be tough to overcome, especially in the first half. Pirates, or excuse me, uh, the mids are 2-1 and one when they've rushed for over 300 yards. Oh, and six when they have not this year. That seems almost unfathomable that they have not achieved 300 yards rushing six times, uh, but they have not, and or actually seven times, and they have lost uh, uh, six of uh, when they get below 300 in those uh, games. So, so uh, there is that. Now, this East Carolina defense, I think nationally, is not getting a lot of respect. Uh, you know, their their feeling is that Navy might be able to take advantage of these pirate turnovers. So. Uh, you know, and that the defense, just everything you laid out there, may struggle with that assignment kind of football, that discipline. But I'll tell you this, Pirates could also control the clock, but they've shown, shown a little more explosion. You know, to me, I think if you can, uh, if you can obviously score early, that helps. Uh, so the, the Pirate offense needs to be kind of clicking all, on all cylinders early in this game. It's not one of those deals like last week where you could kind of work around in, in my estimation, you can't work around, you know, not firing at all cylinders or not even taking care of the football. You've got to – you can't give this group any extra possession, especially at home. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the Pirates kind of put the blueprint out there last week versus Memphis in terms of maintaining the, the game clock, uh, time of possession. I mean, they had the ball for 25 more minutes than uh, than Memphis did. The key was not converting when they got in the red zone uh, for touchdowns. And so – um, you know, maybe they, they threw the ball too many times inside the 10-yard line. Uh, maybe that'll that'll change if they get those opportunities, um, you know, in this game. So we'll see. But certainly being able to run the ball, throw the ball, keep the chains moving. Holton is using his legs when he gets in trouble on third down. That's a huge advantage for this team. So, yeah, keeping the ball out of the hands of uh, of Navy and, and Ty Lavatai, quarterback, uh, is a big deal. And they're giving up 30 points a game. They're giving up tons of yards. So uh, this is a Navy defense that has been scored on, that has been had the ball moved on them. So uh, certainly that's a big part of, of winning the ball game is to keep uh, Navy's offense off the field. We've got Kevin Monroe, analyst on the Pirate Sports Network uh, from Learfield on with us uh, here for uh, Pirate Radio Broadcasts. Uh, lots of longtime Navy uh, supporters, uh, my friend John Feinstein, uh, in particular, uh, others have been a little outspoken of that Navy should be an independent. Uh, this has not been vintage Navy under uh, Ken Matanalolo the last few years. Uh, do you think that being in a conference has caught up with them a little bit? Because 
now you have reams of film. You have scouting reports. I mean, there are the book is out a little bit on these conference opponents against the midshipmen, is it not? Oh, yeah, that's some of it. You know, and some of it is just the the players on the field, right? Because in the past, uh, you know, they've been in conference and and they've they've uh, everybody's had the kind of the beat on them, so to speak. But they've still managed to win football games and play well. And regardless of whether they're in a conference or not, you're always going to go to get game film. Like whoever they're playing, you're going to go get game film. So if they're just playing teams like Air Force and you know BYU and, and teams like that and Notre Dame, you'll still be able to get that tape. So you'll know the deal. It, it, I don't know if it's so much as that as it is they don't have the players they've had in the past, uh, or it could just be some bad luck because you know they've been blown out twice this year. And that's Notre Dame and Marshall. The rest of these games have all been within three touchdowns. Yeah. You know they've all been rel- relatively close, um, yeah. and so. They've all been winnable games. And so they, a lot like the Pirates, they could be saying, hey, we should be X and X right now instead of two and seven, you know. And so, you know, it, some of that is is, uh, is maybe being in conference, but uh, I think a lot of it is maybe they're just not as um, deep in some positions as they have been in the past. All right, let me uh, finish with this here with you, Kevin. We appreciate the time. Tyler Sneed got going last week, 13 catches, 113 yards. Was that the Pirates taking advantage of what Memphis gave them or did – is this is this kind of a breakout opportunity for Snead in what's been kind of a pedestrian season at times? Yeah, you know that's a good question. I think some of it is a lot of attention gets paid to Tyler uh, each game. They try to bracket him. They have running back or, uh, linebackers running underneath him, safeties running over top of him, um, and so it's tougher to get the ball to him. He's a smaller guy, so you can't force the ball over the middle of him because you know it's just harder to find him in there. Um, but, you know, he's the, he's been the playmaker. He's been the guy that everybody's been keying on for the last couple of years, and so they know where he is. So I think it's just a, a, a matter of trying to move him around as much as possible and find a way to get the ball in his hands because he's, he's the best guy on offense when you, give, when you have a chance to get it in his hands. Between him and, and Keaton Mitchell and Rajai Harris, uh, those guys are the playmakers. So you got to find a way to get them the ball. I, I like that they kind of got it to him more last game, and I think there's always opportunities to get in the ball. I think you have to find a way to get your playmakers to football. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just between him and Holton, they just have to kind of figure it out. Uh, but teams are definitely keying on him every game. All right, Kevin's keys to the game. What do the Pirates have to do? I think they have to control the line of scrimmage. You know, you, you went up front defensively. Uh, you keep those off at the line, off the linebacker so they can make plays on the dive man, on the, on the quarterback, on the pitch man. Uh, you you find a way to win. That's that's you know, maintaining the offense or defensive line of scrimmage, and then uh, the linebackers and, and the assignments. And we talked about misalignments and assignments are going to be key. So these guys that uh, you know, whether it be a defensive back or a linebacker or a defensive end, they all are assigned to the dive man, the pitch man, and the quarterback. And so if everybody just does their job, you can stop this offense. That's that's the key. But the key usually is people find a way not to do their job, and a, and a big play hits. So maintain the line of scrimmage, play a time in football. And then what you talked about offensively, control the ball. Control the ball, keep this offense off the field, move the chains, get first downs, score touchdowns when you have the opportunity to, but hold on to that football and keep this high-powered Navy offense off the field. The great Kevin Monroe, thanks a lot. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Our pleasure, and uh, you'll hear Kevin tomorrow at 3.30 with – Radio coverage here on 94.3 The Game at 107.9 WNCT. Our coverage of ECU Navy begins at 12 noon with our Bush Light Pirate Game Day countdown. Join ECU legend Terrence Copper and myself for the fastest two and a half hours in radio as we get ready for ECU and Navy. Ben Byram now. Hey, Ben.
with an update on uh, everything going on uh, in the world of sports and uh, preview of uh, ECU Navy tomorrow and a lot more. Here's Ben. Hey, Ben. Thanks, Patrick. We start from Pirate Basketball as they look to bounce back from a close 79-74 loss to the Oklahoma Sooners. They take on Old Dominion tonight at 7.30 down in Myrtle Beach. The current odds makers have the Pirates favored by a point and a half over the Monarchs. High school playoff action continues tonight as Jay Trose takes on 71st in Fayetteville. You can hear live coverage of that game right here starting at 6.50 on 94.3 The Game. Elsewhere, Washington travels to Northeastern. Jacksonville battles Lee County. Northside matches up against Southside. From the NFL, Carolina Panthers Head coach Matt Rule has officially announced Cam Newton as the starter for their game this Sunday against the Washington football team. The Eagles have granted tight end Dallas Goddard a four-year contract worth $59 million. And Chicago Bears linebacker Khalil Mack is set to have season-ending foot surgery and will be placed on IR. Wrapping up for Major League Baseball, busy day yesterday as the league closed the book on their yearly honors. Shohei Otani and Bryce Harper were selected as league MVPs, and Corbin Burns and Robbie Ray were selected as the Cy Young winners. Texas Rangers GM Chris Woodward has signed an extension through 2023. The Mets announced former Angels GM Billy Epler as their new GM, giving them a four-year contract. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I've been Barman. We return. Saw Seymour, ECU basketball next here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And Pirates. Hi there, Panthers. Good, baby. Very good. The P-Man. Uh, put it to the Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color Salons are open and ready to serve you. We have taken steps to ensure your safety. Our locally owned and operated salons are ready to provide your next haircut, color, highlights, facial wax, or hair treatments. Please support your local salon by calling for an appointment today. Fantastic Sam's affordable by design, caring by nature. Locations in Goldsburg, Kinston, Greenville, Newburn, Moorhead City, Jacksonville, and Calabash. Pirate fans, celebrate Purple Friday Thanksgiving weekend with two great deals. Our weekend holiday family sale for $60 gets you four football tickets for the Cincinnati game Friday, four men's basketball tickets for the Coppin State game Saturday, and four women's basketball tickets for the Campbell game on Sunday. And for just $20 more, our weekend holiday family fee sale feeds your pirate crew with four hot dogs and four regular fountain drinks. It's a big weekend for the Pirate Nation, and it all starts with Purple Friday at East Carolina. Greenville, North Carolina should be very proud because the Texas Roadhouse in Greenville was named the top store in the entire 600 store chain of Texas Roadhouses. My buddy David Hollinger was named the uh, number one managing partner in the country. David, we're very proud of you and I know you've got to be proud of your staff. Unbelievable. Just an overwhelming feeling of pride and what a great community we live in. Uh, The employees, the folks that come to our restaurant every day and just show us the love and support even throughout the whole pandemic to make this possible. You've always been very involved in the community. What are the other things that go into making Texas Roadhouse here in Greenville what it is? Uh, Really great staff and great people. And of course, Legendary food, legendary services at the core of what we do best and just our involvement in the community and how much the community pays us back for that support. 
David Hollinger with Texas Roadhouse. We're very proud of you folks. Come to Texas Roadhouse and get legendary food. To say the college life has changed is an understatement. And now Greenville has the top luxurious student living complex in the country. It's the Jolly Roger at the corner of Cotanch and 14th Street. From the rooftop pool to the first class fitness center, there's even a stadium viewing deck where you can watch your pirates. The Jolly Roger offers one to four bedroom pet friendly apartments with cutting edge detail finishes in each unit and private study spaces on each floor. Come see it at 1307 Cotan Street or learn more at live at jollyroger.com. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experience is required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold, 94.3 The Game. Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. He thought he'd get rid of him. It is not that easy. Cy Seymour, after dealing with me on the two, is on the phone returning to the Patrick Johnson radio show. He's down in Conway, South Carolina, and his beautiful wife is spending his fortune. That's what I love personally about this whole thing. Is that she's <laughs> spending his fortune. Cy Seymour, the great analyst of Pirate Basketball on the on the phone with him. You thought you were done with me for the week, Seymour. You thought you were going to get by the whole week. Yeah, couldn't do it. I mean, it, you know, we had to, we had to talk hoops. I mean, we can't help it. And, uh, uh, you know, Pirates played well, and, and it's good to be down here in South Carolina. A lot of good teams down here, Patrick. I'm telling you, this is a tournament that can go any way with any teams. And, and ECU played well last night. But a lot of fun. to put, I, It's really good to be in a tournament this good with this much parity and ECU being a part of it. Uh, it's, a, it's a really well-run tournament. ECU and ODU coming up at 7.30 tonight. That game will be heard on 107.9 WNCT. Uh, we will have Rose football here on 94.3 The Game in case you're just joining us for programming. But uh, Pirate Hoops tonight on the 100,000-watt flamethrower for uh, Pirate Athletics 107.9 WNCT. Let me, let me ask you this, Cy, and I was talking a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, and this was, I remember growing up, you know, you watch the, uh, the Alaska shootout. And then eventually, obviously, we all watched uh, the Hawaii uh, game. And that became more of a, a TV thing than like a pay-per-view thing or whatever it was. So uh, this has always been kind of a fun time of year to watch good bands. And that, that market has grown, obviously. This is a first-rate event that's going on down in, in Conway at Coastal, isn't it? It, it really is. And, and, and the teams that are in it are really good. They're, they're good, solid. For Oklahoma last night, it is a good program. They they pick up the coach from Loyola of uh, Chicago. They're well disciplined, play great defense, and it was a high level game. ECU Joe Dooley had his team ready to play. Uh, it, it really goes down to the last possession, twenty two seconds left, and it's a one possession game. You got to be pleased if you're ECU, and and got to look just didn't knock it down to tie it up, and then you foul and they make two free throws. You lose by five seventy nine seventy nine seventy four, but the game itself was 
nip and tuck all night long. Both teams playing hard. ECU got down a little bit in the second half, but their their character. Joe Dooley makes makes a timeout, makes some adjustments, and then all of a sudden you're back in that ball game, and you're getting to play. What you really like about it, you're getting to play a lot of different kids in very pressurized situations, and most of them responded pretty darn strong for both teams. It was just a good basketball game. Uh, and you're happy. Then you got, you know, you got so many good teams in it. Uh, Ryan Odom's team won yesterday in a double, a double overtime thriller. So they're playing and they've got to be excited out there. And, and it's just, it's just a good tournament. East Carolina will play, uh, tonight, Old Dominion. They just got shellacked by the, yep. uh, by, by the Sycamores. Did Larry Bird get any eligibility did that happen? i think larry got 40 i'm not sure <laughs> so, uh, you know the, the thing is uh, there's, there's, uh, uh last night uh jeff jones is their coach and he's a tremendous coach he was sick and did not did not go to the game uh brian stiff handled it right I, uh and and just it's one of those games that you have you know the history of old dominion they've got a solid program and good basketball just hadn't seen them this year don't know enough about them uh but but uh really got taken to the woodshed last night. Interesting. Pirates uh, not only see them tonight, but are, see them regularly scheduled in Greenville on the 30th. So that'll be that'll be quite interesting. Yeah. I, the great thing is tonight, uh, I, I'll get to scout them a little bit too. That That's what's kind of nice for me. Uh, for you and I, we, I can see them and, and I'll write some stuff up on them and figure them out a little bit better. But last night is not an indicator of the, uh, of the Old Dominion program. Uh, you, you know, I always say you have two great nights during the year and two sorry nights during the year. It depends on, and do you win on your sorry night because the other team's having a bad night? Well, they had a bad night. Did the other team have a good night? You just don't know, but uh, we'll just wait and see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Cy, I know you're, you're kind of vacationing there. I appreciate you taking a few minutes, but I do want to get uh, just some analysis from you here on uh, the three kind of lead guards for the Pirates. Uh, Tristan Newton obviously continues to, to be great he was so good off the dribble last night with his jumper uh brandon suggs just finds ways to make things happen and then i've just been really impressed with tremont robinson white you are right on all three of them they're upperclassmen that have been with joe uh and, and i i say the same thing you're saying when you have good guard play you can be in games and Tristan Newton and, and uh, uh, Trey Mont or Robinson White, that, that these guys are playing good, and then Brandon Suggs is playing well. You have three perimeter guys that have been with, with the program. They know how to play hard. They know how to finish, and they have really stepped it up when they've needed to. Uh, Tristan hit some tough, tough shots. And, I mean, these are, not, these are not fluke players you're playing against. Up above them, shooting the basketball. The big kid for – for Oklahoma is as big as he looked. I thought Luigi and Frank, I thought they did a good job in there. I thought I thought they handled him pretty darn well. But the key to that basketball team right now, those three guards, uh, the perimeter guys, are playing extremely well. I, I like the kid from South Carolina. Fel- Felton played well. He just yeah. didn't play a lot. And, and you and I both like Brandon Johnson. He's solid. He's just a solid basketball player that's going to get better. People don't know he's young. And so you're right, though. The key guy, when it comes down to it, Newton's playing well, uh, and Tremont Robinson White playing well, uh, and and Suggs had a good ball game. So those three, and that's why you're in the game against an Oklahoma. Though you've got to have good perimeter play. Execution was Chris Pirate shot 53 percent. Now Oklahoma shot 52. 
and ECU did hit some threes. They missed free throws against Cy, and you got to make free throws in in games, but especially yeah. in an event like this, you got to make your free throws. Well, I thought that was the difference in the game. You know, I, I thought the difference in the game were little things, a couple of offensive rebounds that Oklahoma got, and then you didn't you didn't knock down some key free throws. And, and in a game like that, when you're playing good teams, that's just the way it is. You can't have three or four possessions that go the wrong way that you've got a chance to do something with. And and, and, and what I'm saying is that's where ECU is right now. They're playing good enough that it comes down to that. Good teams win close games, and ECU was right in the thick of it. you got to give them credit. And uh, a couple of breaks go their way. Uh, uh, really, a couple of rebounds that went wild, not not ECU's fault. They did, they were crazy rebounds. And Oklahoma got possession. They were able to run another 30 seconds. Then they hit a bucket, and that kind of ended the game. I mean, that's what cost ECU. But it's nice to be talking about, Oh my God! What are we going to do? We're, we're down twenty. This is a game that could have been won either way. Just a few tweaks, a few mistakes, a few, couple of more free throws, and you—if you're ECU—you win the game. Yeah. All right. So ECU and ODU. There's a uh, rematch of the old CAA days. Uh, Cy, what do the Pirates need to do on their end to to beat ODU? Yeah. yeah I think I think Patrick, and we've seen this. You and I. ECU has depth. And in a tournament play like this, it's good to have players, quality depth, that can go in. So one key tonight is you played hard last night, but you've got some depth and you get to rest during the day today. Uh, so I think what you have to do, you have to continue to play in the strong man-to-man defense. You have, to, you have to get back on transition basketball and don't turn it over. Play your smart game. Take your, stay within your, what you do best. And the good thing is you have enough personnel. You shouldn't be worn completely out because you do have that. You you know, you're bringing in three and four big men. Uh, you've got other perimeter people. So there's a lot of things ECU can stay fresh uh, to win tonight. But do the things you're supposed to do. This is not a game about old dominion as much as it is. Do we do what we do? Do we uh, get it inside and kick it out? Do we play good defense? Those things, if you do those things, the wins will take care of themselves. So that's what you've got to hope for tonight if you're East Carolina. Cy, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Root the Pirates on tonight, and we will see you a week from tomorrow. Look forward to it, Patrick. Have a good day here. You too, buddy. Uh, Looking forward to being back with Cy a week from tomorrow for ESPN Plus against Coppin State. We'll have some tickets to give away to that game next week. Uh, I can tell you this, uh, we are plumb out of football tickets. And I take that as a good sign. We'd uh, hope to give some away next week during the holiday week, but uh, we don't have a, uh, a single ticket to spare, at least right now. We might work on that over the weekend with uh, some ECU folks. But I, we uh, at, the, at the station, all of ours are accounted for, which is uh, pretty cool. So, uh, you know, I got contacted by some people this week that, uh, you know, normally might not come to an ECU game. But I think a combination of it's a Friday it's not a night game. It is in the afternoon. Uh, people still kind of have a desire to want to get out and see live events. Uh, weather looks like it's going to be decent. Obviously, Cincinnati's on the cusp of, of possibly making some history. They're a top, I mean, however you slice it, they're a top five team in the country. And ECU's starting to win. And look, people don't follow this like you and I follow this. Uh, so they just see ECU's winning. They think uh, Cincinnati's number three in the country. Boy, this ought to be a heck of it. And, and that's kind of how the novice and average fan looks at it. And that's who you're going to need to to show up to help pack out that stadium next Friday is, 
you're going to need uh, Jimmy and, and Jane Walmart. You're not going to need Pirate Al or, uh, you know, Die Hard, uh, UPS Joe. I mean, those guys are going to go. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying those guys are going to go to the game. People who are going to go to the game are going to go to the game. It's the ones that, you know, are the casual fan, if you will, that are going to help pack the place out. So uh, that's why I think the 3.30 start next week is is invaluable. 3.30 start tomorrow against Navy. Our coverage begins at noon. Uh, let's see. I uh, want to make one mention here out of the sign interview. Again, basketball tonight, 7.30 on 107.9 WNCT against Old Dominion. So check out Pirate Hoops there. We'll come back. We'll uh, wrap things up for the week after this, uh, after this time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Dan Patrick mornings, Adam Gold middays, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the EZU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Attention seniors who are Medicare eligible and those on Medicare disability. Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group with five branches local to Eastern North Carolina wants you to know that the annual open enrollment period is October 15th until December 7th. This is the only time this year that Medicare recipients can make changes to their Advantage plans, supplement plans, or prescription drug plans for 2022. Medicare benefits don't have to be confusing. Call Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group at 252-946-8154 or come in and speak to a trusted advisor. They'll explain the options and help guide you through the process in case you want to make changes. Using an agent doesn't cost a thing and gives you the peace of mind about enrolling in the right plan. Remember, open enrollment for 2022 is only available until December 7th. Call Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group at 252-946-8154, online at flatlandsjessup.com, or visit them on Facebook. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of (laughs) P-I-Z-Z-A? Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hunting season is here, and it's time for a visit to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. Just outside of Greenville, a marine drive. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop is your location for all your hunting supplies. In addition to guns and ammo, they have a complete archery pro shop with a full-time bow tech on site, plus sportsmen on staff to answer your questions. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or outdoor supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Open Monday through Friday till 5 and Saturday at 12:30. Get the latest on the East Carolina Pirates each day on the Patrick Johnson Show with our daily Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. Ow, ow, ow. 
Anytime you miss the show, check it out on our uh, website, 943thegame.com. We put the podcast there every day, and I assume wherever you download your podcast. All right, uh, final throws here. Dan Patrick today, a little bit of a, a media nerd fight. Dan Patrick today, oh, by the way, uh, we do have preps, prep hoops starting tonight. Who knew? Mount Calvary Christian in Hookerton hosting Bethel Christian. Throw out the records. Those are actually two longtime non-conference rivals. A lot of heat there. All right. Um, I guess Dan Patrick reported today that the playoff was imminent in college football next year, the 2022 season. So let's play that audio. It's about 30 seconds here. This was uh, heard earlier today on the Dan Patrick Show here on 94.3 The Game. DP reporting this. 12-team playoff is a go, but they want to get it done for next season. If it's not approved in December, the playoff won't be a go with 12 teams until 2025. We're going to know in the next couple of weeks if we're going to be expanding to 12-team playoff for next season, and if they don't get it passed then it's going to be 2025. So Brett McMurphy then tweets about an hour after that news comes out. I guess he was doing a little work on this, saying that the earliest college football playoff could expand is 2024, sources told Action Network. That's where Brett works now. DP's report is, quote, bogus, and quote, not even possible because of ESPN and other bowl contracts. So shortly after uh, Dan Patrick issued that first statement, he came back with his second statement. Uh, I got an update and I got a correction here. I have a source who was telling me that there's going to be a vote in December for the uh, college football playoffs moving to 12. Now, the 12-team playoff is a go. They want to get it done for the uh, the, uh, 2023 season, not next season. I made a mistake and said 2022. It's 2023 If it's not approved next month when they have a vote, the playoff going to 12 teams will not be a go until 2025. So it's not next season. That's that's an E-me, but uh, it's going to be for 2023 that we'd have 12 teams. And uh, they're going to vote in December from what I'm told. And if they don't pass this, then it's going to have to wait until 2025. So this still doesn't jive with what McMurphy's trying to say because, again, McMurphy's saying the earliest the the thing can expand is 2024. So not 2022, as Dan Patrick originally reported, but then he comes up and corrects and says 2023, but that still doesn't jive with the earliest this could happen, according to Brett McMurphy. And look, I think Dan Patrick's probably the best at what he does in sports radio right now. I know there's a lot of... uh, you know, other thoughts on that. Clay Travis' show obviously was a huge hit. ESPN Radio, is it still a thing? I guess maybe it is just because of the branding. Uh, you got Rome out there still. Of course, we have Cowherd. But, I mean, I think DP, at least for my taste, is, is probably still the guy. But he's kind of whiffed on this a couple of times. He was sort of all over the board. He reported this a, a definite happening back in the summer, I think. And then... It wasn't as imminent as he was reporting it happening. So I just found that kind of interesting today. Again, that was heard here on 94.3 The Game. A couple of other uh, notes to pass along. 
Pirates Old Dominion tonight. ECU is a two and a half point favorite in that. Well, you think it'd be more than that, wouldn't you? You would. Because, I mean, Old Dominion looked awful last night. And the Pirates looked pretty good. So, I mean, I'd take that one, run away, and hide. How about you? You know, yeah. for entertainment purposes only. For entertainment purposes only, yes. I, I definitely agree. When Ben read me the Pirates, story earlier today, I was shocked. Yeah, I'm, stuck. I'm a little stunned at that. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the Pirates are a four-point favorite now against Navy on the grid. That started out as six, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Six, six and a half, something it's like that. about right. Yeah, it's about right. The Massey Index and the Simmons ratings uh, are a couple of things. Now, Massey Index used to be involved in the BCS, uh, and they still do things, uh, but they've gotten into high school football now. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Simmons ratings always uh, handicap the games. They have 71st to Simmons by a two-touchdown favorite tonight over Rose. Uh, and uh, 71st, 12-and-a-half-point favorite against Rose, according to Massey. So, uh, And uh, let me see, north side, south side, that's kind of a game of interest because they're uh, Beaufort County rivals. Uh, north side by 12, according to uh, Simmons. Massey Index has uh, north side at eight-and-a-half-point favorite. So there you go. That's interesting. Let me see Washington. That's kind of... Close to here, and we get into there. Uh, Northeastern 10 and 11 and a half on, according to Massey, uh, and in the uh, 19 point favorite Northeastern over Washington, in the Simmons ratings. There you go. So, what, what, for what that's worth, for what that's worth. Hey, uh, big week ahead next week. We've got uh, our show. I'll be here in the spot Monday and Tuesday. Good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Ben, you're going to do Wednesday? Yay or nay on that, Ben Byron? I should be here Wednesday, yeah, hosting. Okay. It's be a lot of fun. But you're leaving the following week, right, to go see your brother? I'm leaving Saturday after the game. Okay, to go see your brother, who's in the Army, right? Yeah, he got upgraded to uh, Private 2, whatever that means. All right, well, there you go, promotion. Private 2. Yeah. So, hey, he's been at it early. He's got a promotion. Good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, Pilkington, are you in week after Thanksgiving all those days? Yeah. Sounds like it's uh, it's me on the ones and twos. Ben's leaving us. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, not for good, just long enough to go see his brother. Yeah, you know. Same and all difference. that. Yeah. So, are you ready to hold down the majority of the 90-minute show on the 30th when ECU plays ODU for a second time? Are you ready to go on that? Yeah. Heck yeah. Three inning three inning save situation? Yep. Okay. I like it. All right. So uh next week, uh, I'll also be in for Henry on Talk of the Town. Be careful what you sign up for, boys. Read your contract. Cause uh I took that over this week and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, Henry's gonna be gone all week. Can you do a show? Hey man, three not days. many people on radio can say they have two of their own shows during a week, so you're <laughs> stepping it up in the world. Proud of you, Patrick. That's true. That's true. A lot of people are either better with their money or sane, one of the two. So uh, there we go. But uh, I'll be in there next uh, week for that. We are going to have John Gilbert on the Talk of the Town show Tuesday. So we don't have a Houston huddle next week. 
so I think we'll just re-air the John Gilbert interview from Talk of the Town during the Tuesday show. I think that's the plan is what we're looking at here. So that's kind of the layout for next week. Uh, we'll have tickets to give away to Pirate Basketball. Uh, we'll try to maybe come up with uh, some ECU football tickets. Those things are really and now that they've made them really accessible and easy to come by, it's hard to kind of get them for giveaways and all that. So, you know, I, I, I was talking to some other people at the station that, you know, people are hitting you up. Hey, you got some tickets, that sort of thing. And uh, we don't. We just simply do not right now, which is a good thing. Look, I, I think I, the more that are in there next Friday, the merrier. Uh, we'll see how ECU does tonight on the hardwood against ODU. Interesting game at 730 down in Conway, South Carolina, the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Don't uh, forget that's at 7.30 on uh, WNCT 107.9. So you'll hear that on the radio. We've got uh, Rose football coming up at 7 o'clock tonight here as they take on 71st in the playoffs. And uh, tomorrow, 12 noon, Pirate Game Day Countdown. Terrence and myself will be with you for... Uh, two and a half hours leading into network coverage of ECU at Navy. Thanks to Ben. Thanks to Philip, And uh, also thanks to the award-winning Thomas Waybreck. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, big thanks to Cy Seymour and uh, also Monroe today for popping by. Catch you tomorrow on uh, Pirate Game Day Countdown at noon right here. Jolly Roger has set sail. Breaks a tackle. He's at the 10 to the 5. He's in. Touchdown, Pirates. Pirates football. At the 18-yard line. And the Pirates after his block. Is back. Picked up by the Pirates. And it's a touchdown for ECU. Tune in for all the hard-hitting action all season long on your home for East Carolina football. The flagship for the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. Hey, <laughs>